Welcome to Living Through the Word. I'm Julian Dobbs, the Bishop of the Anglican Diocese of the Living Word, Diocese of the Anglican Church in North America. And with me today is Archdeacon David Collum and the Reverend Mark Steele. And we're going to be talking about some of the mission we're engaged in in the New York capital region and the Albany region, because there have been some developments going on there. And I've asked Mark Steele to ask uh, both of us some questions. And so we welcome you into our conversation today. Uh, thanks so much for joining me, brothers. Great to have you both with us. Good to be with you, Bishop. Thank you. So, Very Mark good to Steele, be with you, Bishop. why don't you talk to us and ask us some questions? I've got a few questions here for our uh, informal chat for anybody that might be interested in this work. Uh, the first question is, the diocese is always, uh, as long as I've been part of the diocese, uh, had a presence within New York, um, but recently it's grown within the Albany region. Uh, can you just wonder if you could speak a little bit about the plants that we've just started within the Albany region? Well, our footprint began uh, with St. Thomas's and Half Moon, an existing congregation that came to us um, in the capital region uh, quite some time ago. And so we've, we've had some engagement of the region for a period of time. Uh, but when it became clear that congregations, uh, a number of congregations could not stay in the Episcopal Diocese of Albany, some of the clergy uh, and uh, one or two of the congregations moved towards our diocese, one or two to the Anglican Diocese in New England, uh, and uh, joined that great fellowship of congregations um, that we have, which makes up our diocese. Prior to that, of course, a significant number of clergy, David Collum being one of them, uh, uh, felt that they needed to make the move and come become part of the diocese. David, why don't you just tell your story a little bit? Well, thank you, Bishop. I came to that uh, Diocese of the Living Word in 2016. I had been uh, in the Diocese of Albany, uh, ordained as a priest since 2004, and was serving as the dean of the cathedral uh, up through about the time before I transitioned to y'all. And in 2015 is when the Episcopal Church at the national level chose to uh, create and authorize uh, the blessing of same-sex uh, marriages. And at that point, I just felt as uh, as a matter of doctrine, I, could, I couldn't stay. And so um, I knew that Bishop Benna had gone to this, uh, to this diocese and reached out to Bishop Benna, got to meet you, Bishop Dobbs, and and um, transitioned over, and it's been you wonderful. You still came. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Even though you've got that, that accent, which I'm still trying to figure out. There you go. And so, um, uh, David Collin, why don't you just um, tell Mark and those listening about some of the new mission work we've got in the region? Because you're the archdeacon, the missional leader in the region. Why don't you speak about some of that work? Sure. Thank you. And so we've got some really courageous people who are excited and on fire for gospel work, you know, but they've all left, you know, ex existing buildings and, and some of them left uh, rectories and pensions and things like that. So we've got a, a work, Holy Redeemer Anglican Church. Uh, it's, it's led by Father Matt Baker. They're currently meeting at the convent, St. Mary's Convent. Bishop, you, you talked before about how yes. uh, this wonderful order of uh, Episcopal sisters, uh, historic order, has also uh, sought a home in the Anglican Diocese of the Living Word, and they're making their chapel available. And so they meet at 10 a.m. on Sunday at the convent up in uh, Greenwich, New York. That's our one plant. Our other plant is Bread of Life, which is down in Schenectady. It's under the leadership of uh, Father Dan Jones. And um, they actually meet 
at an American Legion Hall. They're meeting Sundays at 10 a.m. as well. And then we have a Church of the Resurrection under the leadership of Father David Haig. They meet at the Half Moon Town Hall. Uh, and so you can see where all these folks are meeting, uh, but they're vibrant, uh, Bishop. I've been privileged to, to worship with, with those folks and just see the gospel being preached um, and seeing them laboring uh, for the gospel, not just to, and they're not so much focused on buying buildings and things, they're focused on who they are, why they made the courageous decision they did, and you can see people growing uh, in the knowledge and love of the Lord. So uh, that plus St. Thomas, I really feel like we've got a strong uh, core. There are deacons that are with us and other clergy as well, Father James Brisbane, uh, who uh, folks in the Episcopal Diocese of Army will know has a, is a champion for refugees, yes. is with us and he's continuing his refugee work primarily in the city of Albany. So uh, we're a strong but uh, and small, but I think a Holy Spirit powered organization at this point. It seems that way. And Mark, before you ask your next question, if I may, uh, we, we've also got a connection of, of bishops that have come to us from uh, the, the Episcopal Diocese of Albany, right? So we've got uh, Bishop Dan Herzog, who's planted uh, in, in Utica, uh, Christ the King uh, mission up there. Um, we've got his suffragan bishop, Bishop Dave Benner, who's been an assisting bishop in our diocese uh, for a significant period of time. I like to say I was trained as a bishop in the, uh, <laughs> Benner, the Dave Benner School of the Episcopacy. Uh, and um, we've just latterly, of course, had Bishop Bill Love join us uh, uh, as the assisting bishop in our diocese. And I think there's a chancellor or two that has been part of Albany that's part of us. So, so Mark, to answer your question, strong connection, lots of relationships, um, deeply committed to gospel work in the region. It just seems to be growing. Um, I was wondering if uh, Archdeacon Calm could speak, like, what does your... What does your week in, week out support of these churches look like as their archdeacon? Well, that's a great question. I think, you know, they're, they're all led by a great team of uh, clergy and lay leaders, people very, very committed. And so my role really is to um, listen, uh, pray, uh, worship with them when, I, uh, when I'm able, and, uh, and provide, you know, coaching and then connect them into the Living Word Diocese, right? Because I've come over in 2016 and, and kind of, uh, while things not as much was happening in Albany in 16 and 17 and 18 and 19, I got to see the resources of the Anglican Diocese of the Living Word. So, and there's a lot of resources, especially in the area of church planning and church growth. And, you know, people who maybe have banged their head against the wall that we're now banging our head against. And you can call them and say, hey, we're banging our head against this wall. Can you help us? And they can. And, we, you know, we have a canon for church planting, but lots of resources uh, because, you know, you, you've got to create structures. You've got to create systems and processes um, while you're doing this gospel work, while you're trying to reach people uh, to meet Jesus. And so there's quite a bit of work to do. And we're blessed to have the resources in the living word. So a lot of what I do, Mark, is just connecting these folks into those mm -hmm. resources, praying with them, you know, and, and kibitzing a little bit, but trying to stay out of there. <laughs> I'm trying, I do try to stay out of their hair. I, that's one thing I've noticed quite remarkable at our, at our missions conference and synod this last year, um, just the, the caliber and quality of the men and women that have come from the Diocese of Albany in, uh, you know, we hold, a, 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 there's a point during our synod where we welcome a new licensed clergy within our midst and was just uh, reflecting on the giftings and the ministry they've already had within the diocese is, is quite remarkable. Bishop, I have a question for you. Um, 
Earlier this week, you gave an interview to the Institute of Religion and Democracy, uh, speaking about the presence of the Anglican Diocese of Living Word in Albany. Um, what promoted that interview? Uh, why did that come come uh, into come into being? Well, firstly, I, I would want to say that interview came into be, being because of of the the fundamental things we believe in this diocese. Firstly that the Bible is the word of God. It is the word of God once for all entrusted to the saints. It has been entrusted to us in our generation. We are not at liberty to go beyond it, to add to it, to subtract to it, or to depart from it. Uh, and so um, we're committed in, in, in our mission as a diocese to the proclamation of that word, because when, when that happens, what happens? The spirit of God moves and people's hearts are quickened uh, that's certainly my own testimony, and 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 we come to faith by God's grace, and and so so we're we're engaged in 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 the work of mission in the church because of what we believe uh, in God's word. That's the first thing. Secondly, there was a there was a watershed moment that happened. Uh, the standing committee of the Episcopal Diocese of Albany released a statement, which in many respects uh, uh, capitulated to the erroneous doctrine of the Episcopal Church uh, with regards to uh, same-sex marriages and blessings. Uh, under the previous administration, under Bishop Bill Love and those before him, they were not permitted in the diocese. But the Standing Committee has given uh, their consent to find a way for that to happen. That's a watershed moment for us because when you depart from the word of God, no matter what connection um, we may have to the wider organization. When the wider organization departs from the word of God, surely it must impact who we are. And so therefore, it impacts who we are because of what we believe in God's word. Therefore, those of us who proclaim it must find a mechanism to faithfully declare God's grace, God's truth, God's love, and God's salvation in the region. And, and that, that, um, that was a watershed moment for us. And so we felt... Um, uh, here's the mission we've already got, uh, but because of this, we must accelerate and look for new opportunities to engage the word of God in the region. And Archdeacon Common and I gave some good thought to that. We talked with the bishops and um, uh, we're just, we're excited about mission. That's why mm -hmm. we're doing this and that's why we talked. But it, it, was, it was a sad day for me reading that coming out of the Episcopal Diocese of Albany. And yet it's a good day because we're proclaiming the gospel. And uh, I'm so thrilled with, as Archdeacon Colum has said, the resources that are with us and the opportunities God has given us in this diocese to do that. And I think, Mark, I would just add, it's, it's not something we're doing capriciously, right? We prayed about it and thought about it because we're not in a position to judge this, the, the salvation of anybody's soul. Um, but here's what we know, when an organization departs from the scripture, when it abandons the scripture, it puts the people that are under it at risk. It's an issue of, of salvation. And so, you know, we, I think we said, okay, this is serious and, and, and we, we need to really respond and, and kind of let folks know what resources are available in their area in the, in the living word. And I have lots of uh, people I know in the Episcopal Diocese of Albany and you know, and, I, and all of us who kind of come out of the Episcopal Church, there was a moment where we said, look, I'm Orthodox and I'm okay. Mm. But, the, but the reality is that's we're thinking like Congregationalists when we behave that way. 
versus that we're Anglicans connected to a bishop who's guarding the teaching, connected to a province, connected to a global movement. You know, and our Lord even talks about, you know, the vine and the branches as an image of what it means to be in the body of Christ. And there's a lot of faithful folks that, that, that I know uh, in the Episcopal Diocese of Albany, but we have to have the courage to say, you're attached to a vine, to a, you know, you're not attached to a healthy organism. And so we know what's going to happen over the long term. We're not sure what the time frame will be, but I think about the kids and the grandkids and maybe some of the people there, the next rectors who will be appointed to these churches. Um, we know what that trajectory is because we've seen it around the Episcopal Church. And so it's, a, it's as the bishop says, it's, it's a bit painful, but it's also a bit exciting because there's something here to offer folks to say, look, there's a, a place to come. You're gonna have to work. <laughs> you know, it's gospel mission work. But we're trying to be, I would say, sensitive about it. And yet, as the bishop said, it's a significant moment. It's a significant moment when the ecclesiastical authority says we're departing from God's word written. And Mark, right. that's 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 a moment to build on that motif of vine and connection, uh, to say. Um, this, this is one of those moments to be thankful, not only for the Anglican Diocese of the Living Word and the Diocese in New England, but to be thankful for the Anglican Church in North America. And I was engaging with Archbishop Foley, the Archbishop and Primate of the province, um, just a few days ago, and we were talking about this very situation, and he said this to me, and, he, and, and wrote it down. He said, this is one such moment when I'm thankful, very thankful for the Anglican Church in North America. He said, when the Episcopal Diocese of Albany, the last bastion of the Orthodox faith in the Episcopal Church, has succumbed to the pressures of the day and authorized same-sex blessings, thank God that he has provided places of refuge and places... For, for a future, both in the Anglican Diocese of the Living Word and the Anglican Diocese in New England. And that reminds us of the connection. What's the connection with the Anglican Church in North America? To be part of this great missionary movement, always forward to proclaim the love of God and see North America transform with the love of Christ. Right. I mean, that reminds me, um, I left not, not the Episcopal Church, but earlier in my life with six kids, uh, I left the church and I was searching for a place that would be, I almost thought of it like an ark, like Noah's ark, a place uh, of safety. And there, that's the, the question that balancing, do I have to, you know, am I able to live with staying in an organization or is there a legacy I want to leave my children? And that was part of my journey towards the Anglican Church in North America and the Anglican Diocese Living Word is, is, is speaking uh, seeking a refuge where the word of God wasn't just confessed as a value, but was actually lived by and honored. Um, so I just think that that idea of legacy matters too. find, you know, where can, how can I look my children and, you know, grandchildren in the eyes and say, you know, we were raised within a church that valued the word of God. Uh, I think that's so important. Well, there's a I, Mark. I don't know if you experienced this benefit or not, but but one of the things when you're and, and maybe for some folks who are are thinking about um, transitioning out of the out of uh, the Episcopal diocese and the Episcopal Church, 
you, you're looking at and you're trying to count the cost of here's, you know, mm -hmm. all of the things I'm going to lose. But there's something that I didn't anticipate when I arrived in the Anglican Diocese Living Word. And I, you know, I grew up on the ocean. And so when you would go into the ocean, <laughs> the waves are always, you're standing in it and you don't realize that you're standing against tides and currents and pressures that are tossing you to and fro because you're trying to stand there if you're, if you're you know, doing something. Um, and I got to the Anglican Diocese Living Word and I thought, oh my Lord. I'm not talking about sex and marriage anymore. Mm -hmm. One of the things that struck me when I went to, came to the, one of the first sessions uh, with my wife, Beth, is we thought, you know, nobody's really talking about all the things that I've been, that have weighed on me for mm -hmm. years. They're talking about mission. They're talking about church plants. They're talking about evangelism. They're talking about the stuff that, you know, I became a priest for. And so I failed to appreciate that freedom of not, you know, because you're in that current for so long, you don't realize you're in that current. You don't realize you're just trying to find your space. Um, and it was, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. And was it worth it? Yes. Do you think it's worth it? Everything, everything you, you left the deanery, uh, you left the cathedral, you left buildings behind. You know, Mark, so you, again, it was worth it. But I, I just want to make sure that especially you know, as we talk about this, we're sinners saved by grace. You know, we, it's not mm -hmm. like we've arrived. This is, this is actually a hard recording to do because, you know, it can kind of come across like, oh, well, we've got this all figured out. Well, no, we don't. You know, Jesus has, has rescued mm -hmm. us. Um, you know, I've, I've labored with a lot of the folks uh, that, that might watch this. And I just want them to hear, this is not, this is not a bunch of people who think they've got it figured out by any mm -hmm by any stretch of the imagination, were folks who were trying to be faithful to the scriptures. You know, Jesus said, follow me. And we're trying to follow him um, with the faith once delivered. Uh, but we, we need to do, do that, remind ourselves to do that with humility and on our knees mm -hmm. and in, in genuine charity and love say, here's how we're feeling about this. This is what we think is really going on. And there's other, op there's other, places and, and options available uh, and we've taken advantage of them and we want to share our story not in judgment mm -hmm. uh, but in love as fellow sojourners who are trying to trying to take up our cross you know and follow him so mm -hmm. yeah and th and that's what it's all about isn't it and it's about doing that under the authority of god's word as i said before not at liberty to change it and so um and none of us have arrived it's a great gift of, of Anglican liturgy reminds us in our prayers of confession, we're, we're miserable sinners. That's, that's, that's why this is so important, because we're always miserable sinners, yet in Christ we are set free, we're liberated, we're forgiven. Uh, and, and so pursuing Christ and his will and his way is where we need to land, because there is no other way. And, uh, and so that's why Christ beckons us all uh, on this journey, and he, and he invites us to come. Uh, and he says, um, uh, uh, this, is, this is the way walkie in it. Bishop, I was wondering if you could speak about some of our Anglican connections. Uh, of course, we love to throw terminology and names around. Uh, you already spoke about uh, our province, which is known as the Anglican Church in North America. I was wondering if you could speak to uh, their connection to GAFCON, explain what GAFCON is and how that connects um, the Anglican Diocese of the Living Word to the greater Anglican world. Anglicans are united in the shared faith of which I spoke earlier, aren't they? The faith once for all entrusted to the saints 
And that faith unites us with Christians and in our context, Anglicans who believe the word of God. There isn't unity with Anglicans that do not believe the word of God. But in this great missionary organization we started called GAFCOM, the Global Anglican Future Conference, it's met three times. You were there with me, Mark Steele, on the last occasion in Jerusalem. Uh, where Anglicans from all over the world, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, England, uh, Nigeria, Southeast Asia, where there's great moves of God, the Holy Spirit, people coming to faith in Christ in Anglican churches. Um, uh, GAFCON's general secretary is, is Archbishop Ben Kwashi, a close personal friend of mine, uh, given my own association formerly with the Church of Nigeria. Archbishop Ben and others are, are leading the GAFCON movement right now, um, uh, keeping the Anglican Church faithful to the Word of God. So, so there's this great connection globally. And, and the other thing that, that sparks my interest with the global movement is, is the age of that movement. It's, they're, they're, there's older people, but it's enthused with young people from, from these great provinces of the Anglican Communion. And it's, it's just such a thrill um, to be part of that on the global level. Uh, our diocese is part of that. We're a member diocese of GAFCON. Uh, the parishes are members, uh, individuals are members. But look, what, as important as that is, Mark, ministry happens on the local level. It happens in the towns and cities uh, and in the communities of the regions in which we are. And we're talking specifically about the Albany capital region up and down uh, that region where, where, where significant numbers of people, just look at the figures, significant numbers of people are not in church on a Sunday morning, which indicates they don't have a faith in Christ, which encourages them to be with God people on a Sunday morning. And so we want them to, 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 to come and experience and know and receive the incredible gift of salvation, which is only possible through Jesus Christ alone. And that's why we're engaged in this work. No other reason. It's about yeah. Christ. It's about him. It's about communities of faith in the name of Christ. The church is his. It's not ours. Um, and, and it's about ensuring, you talked earlier about a legacy to others, it's about ensuring that we pass on to others a strong, healthy, vibrant um, community of faith in, in the wonderful uh, towns and cities uh, of the region uh, of which we've been speaking. And, and Dave Cullum, that's a passion of yours, right? You, you've got a passion to see people come to faith in Christ. Absolutely. We've been talking a little bit about uh, the Episcopal Diocese because of the moment, but but in this area, there are there are hundreds of thousands of people who have never met Jesus Christ or who, or who went to church and didn't have a relationship or have walked away. And um, you know, we want them to meet the Lord. We want them to come, uh, to come home, to come into the family, uh, to experience uh, the joy uh, of, of being reconciled to the Father. And so that's our heart. Um, and the area is, is ripe uh, with opportunity and to have these uh, kind of small but passionate organizations that are starting that are gospel mission focused, that are free to do that. That's what they're working on, uh, thinking about week in, week out. It's just energizing. It's, it's energizing to do that. It's got us on point and we're on point with the right things. So uh, I love it because the Bishop has said this before, the, the work is local, the work is local. It's great to have, to have this connection and appreciate it all the way up to the global level. And it's rich and it's important and it's, but, it, but it needs to flow and fuel the local effort. And that's what it does. That's what it does. So we're, we're pretty excited. So we have this local network within the Albany region. Um, 
pastored by these men and women who are committed to the word of God, underneath the bishop that is committed to the word of God. Um, worship is exciting and lively. I've seen the pictures, I've seen the videos, I've gotten the reports from the rectors. Uh, very highly skilled group of people. Um, how do people connect to this? Um, say they want to join the diocese, the Anglican Diocese of Living Word, or they want to check in and uh, visit one of these parishes and maybe even become members. How, how would somebody go about that? Well, I think, uh, first of all, uh, the Anglican Diocese of Living Word's website, ablw.org, is a place to start to find out about the diocese. I also think um, every one of these churches have presence on social media um, mm -hmm. and um, people can con contact them through, through social media. So you've got St. Thomas and Half Moon or at Clifton Park rather, Church of the Resurrection in Half Moon, uh, Bread of Life in Schenectady. And then we've got um, Holy Redeemer in, in Greenwich. And if there's people that have specific questions, uh, Mark, maybe you can uh, flash my email up, but it's revcolumn7 at gmail.com. So revcolumn7 at gmail.com. If, if there's people that have some specific questions and we'll get them pointed in the right direction and you know, uh, they can just come and experience it and, and, and be in prayer because we're in prayer for, for, for folks uh, as they think about these kind of decisions. They're important decisions, they affect your life. Um, and so we just, um, we know this is not a small matter for anyone. And that's one of the reasons why we're here to stay, right? We're not, we're not here for a moment. Uh, because this is some uh, political moment. We, this is a gospel moment. We're here to put stay. We're wanting to see people come to faith in Jesus. That's what we're praying about. And, 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 and we're inviting people to come and join this great gospel uh, work of, of the Christian community in the Anglican context in the region. And uh, I'm just, uh, it's just such an honor and a thrill to be part of it. And um, uh, God's grace is at work and in the midst of it. And you know, um, just so good to talk about it today. Now, Bishop, you were speaking in the RID interview, but you were so emphatic and I appreciate it. This is a planting mission. We are planting. And I think on that basis, we're, we're spreading the seed of God's word and waiting for him to bring the increase. Well, that's the best way, right? I think it's the only way, in fact. You know, Jesus says there in the north of the Sea of Galilee, I will build my church. So it, it all falls upon him. Yeah. It should fall, right? Because it's his church. And he's the one that's beckoning us to come to him. Very good. Thank you, Bishop, for joining us. And, and, and thank you, Archdeacon Calm. Uh, Bishop, would you pray for this, uh, for the Albany region and, and sign oh. us off? Gracious, loving, heavenly Father, we thank you. There, just before his ascension into heaven, Jesus said, go into all the world and declare the gospel, making disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we pray that the hearts of many men and women and young people and children would be turned to Christ in the Albany capital region and beyond, that uh, the love of God would transform our hearts, that Christ would build his church, that we would um, see the opportunities that the Lord has put before us, and where necessary, have the courage to take them, uh, where needed, have the grace to step into them, uh, and keep us looking forward to all that you will let do in our lives. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.